MDOT presents the Extra Mile Podcast, Legislative Session. Welcome in to another edition of the Extra Mile Podcast, Legislative Session. I'm Paul Catool, and I'm joined by my co-host, Will Kraft, who handles government and constituent affairs here at uh, the Mississippi Department of Transportation. You know, Will, so far we've had all of our guests have either been uh, current members of the uh, Mississippi House of Representatives or Mississippi State Senate. Today we're going a little uh, little bit of a different direction. We have a former legislator, but the current uh, Commissioner of Agriculture and Commerce in the state of Mississippi, Mr. Andy Gibson. Um, uh, Commissioner Gibson took office in April of 2018, and he serves as the Mississippi's eighth Commissioner of Agriculture and Commerce. And prior to his role, like we said, he served in the Mississippi House of Representatives for 10 whole years. Commissioner Gibson, thank you so much for joining us today. Well, thank you, Paul. It's an honor to be here. And thank you, Will, for co-hosting this. It's great to be here. I I feel like uh, this will be the second podcast I've done, and I'm so honored to be part of the MDOT podcast today. So thank you all for having me on. Absolutely. Uh, Commissioner, just tell us a little bit about yourself. What what got you into politics back in the day when you were getting ready to run to the legislature? and maybe What also uh, spurred you to, to, to seek out the, the office you're in now? Yeah, well, thank you. Well, of course, uh, you know this, Will. I uh, live on a farm in Simpson County, and uh, my wife Leslie and I raised our children. At the, at the time, we had two boys. Now we have two boys and two girls and raising all four of them wow. on the farm. And uh, you may also know or may not know I'm a practicing attorney as well. And I remember back in 2006, 2007 time frame, I really felt uh, convicted that I need to be more involved in my local community. So I started going to chamber meetings and stuff like that and getting, getting to know folks better and just finding out where I could uh, get involved. And, you know, an opportunity presented itself, and I wound up uh, running for the legislature. And uh, I, I actually... Uh, met Brad White during that process, as a fellow Simpson County. We've heard that name before. You might have heard of Brad, and he's a great guy, and I know he's doing a great job here at MDOT. So, uh, you know, I have no doubt that, uh, and I could go on and on about the story, but the Lord uh, led me to run for the legislature, and I did, and won. Served there for almost 12 years. I'd served on the Transportation Committee and other committee, Agriculture Committee, and also Chairman of the Judiciary B Committee for a number of years. And I was privileged uh, to nominate uh, Speaker Gunn the first time in 2000, and uh, after that was 2012, after the 2011 elections. It was my great honor to do that and to make that nomination speech. And so a lot of great friends in the House, a lot of great friends in the Senate. I know both of your chairmen, uh, Senator Branning and uh, Representative Busby, served with them both as colleagues over the years, and I, I kind of feel like I never left the legislature. To be sure. honest with you, but four years ago, I, uh, I had felt like my time in the legislature was coming to an end, and I really had felt led to move on, and I was planning to go back into just private life, and none of us knew what was going to happen with Senator Cochran retiring, and then. Then, uh, uh, com- then Commissioner Agriculture right. and Commerce, Cindy Hyde-Smith, going to Washington, and then Governor Bryan appointing me to be the Ag and Commerce Commissioner. I didn't see any of that coming, but, uh, again, I have no doubt I'm where the Lord wants me to be right now. No doubt about it. Absolutely. That's exactly yeah. right. Excellent. And, uh, Commissioner Gibbs, I think everyone in this room knows why it's important, that it's so important for uh, the Department of Agriculture and Commerce and MDOT to have a really good working relationship. But in your words, why is that so important? Well, you know, what you do affects 
the, the state's largest industry, which is agriculture, and the commerce that goes along with that. It doesn't do us any good to raise the best food products, commodities, uh, food, fiber, and shelter in America and not have any way to get it around. Right. So what you do directly impacts what our farmers do, and we are a global leader in agriculture, Mississippi is. And you already know agriculture is Mississippi's largest industry. It's Mississippi's largest employer, not knocking any other industries or employers. But agriculture is number one, and we don't take a backseat to any other industry because we are the driving force of Mississippi's economy, whether it's poultry, which is our number one commodity, uh, or you know, row crops, beef cattle, or uh, sweet potatoes. I'm going to Vardaman real soon and looking forward to the sweet potatoes there. Capital all, of the world. Uh, right? That's right. It's all got to be placed into commerce, and that's what agriculture and commerce is all about. And so your work on our highways, your work on our bridges, your work on our rail system, and ports, you may not think about it, but ports along the river, along the Ten Tom Waterway and the Mississippi Gulf Coast, all of that uh, feeds into commerce, and that's why it's so critical. We have that great working relationship, and I want to thank you all, MDOT, for what you do, and thank you also for cleaning that right-of-way behind the hotels <laughs> we're buying on High Street up there. It's looking much uh, better. It's looking a whole lot better. I think that's a good example of agencies working together, so thank you. Absolutely, and Will's going to get into the legislative stuff in a second, uh, but I did want to ask you, uh, just in your opinion, do we have any hurdles when it comes to transportation infrastructure, roads and bridges right now, in your opinion, that we need to kind of uh, get through to advance things? Absolutely. You know, I serve on this uh, Harvest Permit Council that the bill passed last year, and we know, we've known for years that we have infrastructure challenges on our roads and bridges, and I want to thank you for what you do. We have not only state roads and bridges, but also local roads and bridges, and then the, the combination state aid that they're local, right. they're actually funded by through state projects. So all of those are impacted, and I, I saw the map the other day of the bridges that are challenged. Let's just say they're challenged bridges, and we need to get those bridges fixed because every one of them that's closed are posted below a, a level that will allow our trucks to haul the, the, the sweet potatoes or the cotton or corn or soybeans or uh, the loaded chicken across it. Every one of those bridges is an impediment to commerce, and we've got to remove those hindrances and get them fixed so we can get agriculture on down the road. Absolutely. Selfishly, I'm curious, do you see the involvement of EVs, autonomous vehicles coming into play as far as moving commodities and things of that nature anytime in the future? Well, they're coming into play. Uh, they, they are large trucking companies, and we work very closely with the trucking sector. Uh, the Department of Agriculture and Commerce does, especially during harvest season. And, you know, I've seen, uh, I've not been in one myself, but I've seen some videos of them operating. And, um, you know, they're really, they, they, are, they are taking on in parts of the country. I'm not sure they're here in Mississippi yet, but uh, at some point I have no doubt there will be autonomous. Uh, I'll tell you a quick story. I was in Taiwan on a trade mission. That's another thing we do, international trade working with our ports. That's why I opened the Gulf Coast office on the Back Bay in Biloxi uh, uh, last year to promote more commerce through our ports. Uh, but I was in Taiwan promoting grain, soybeans, corn. That's right. And they put me in an autonomous uh, simulator thing and had me drive, and then they then they put me in a, 
actual autonomous vehicle, and let me just say this, it drove better than I did, all right? <laughs> <laughs> Scientifically proven, it was a better driver than me, which my wife would say wouldn't be a big surprise. It still makes me nervous. <laughs> I've seen some of the, you know, the screen activity that goes on where it's yeah. sending out like a, a almost a, a radar, if you will, and, yeah. and kind of populates other cars and vehicles. You know, it still makes me a little nervous to have your hands totally off the wheel and let go and let uh, God. We're always going to have truckers. we got to have our truckers. We appreciate them. We're going to have them. They do a great job, and they make sure it gets where it needs to go. And, you know, computers can't uh, consider every potential contingency that may be down the highway, but people can help respond sure. to that. So, you know, that's one thing we do, and I uh, appreciate what you all do and helping like I said, clear the path for agriculture to get on down the road and get to the to the processor or get to the market, whatever, whatever the case may be. And that makes value added to Mississippi agriculture. Absolutely. Uh, and again, mentioning your uh, past legislative experience with a wealth of knowledge on how the process works, just kind of want to talk about, you know, we, we've come through about four weeks here. We've just come through the uh, first major deadline, if you will, kind of what that looks like as a legislator, what the, what's going on right now coming through this deadline, and kind of what the next week or two will look like. Yeah. Well, I remember uh, the, the, that deadline, that first big committee deadline, general bill deadline, was the day most of the bills died. And most of them died never to be revived, which is probably a blessing in most cases. <laughs> That's probably true. However, some good bills die in the process, and you know, this is going to be the time now that the committee work is done. On the, Each chamber has its own bills they'll be working, and uh, they'll be meeting on the floor, voting and debating on these bills through the next level before they send them down to the opposite chamber. And, uh, you know, in my past experience, uh, everything during this time was pretty much focused on one chamber or the other, and there weren't so many, you know, controversies going between two different chambers. That time always came eventually. It always will come <laughs> in conference time. Just and a little late. It, it, because that's the way our Constitution, our founding fathers, uh, designed the system to have those competing chambers. So that's to right. make it hard to pass a bill, even good bills, in my experience, take two or three years to get passed. So uh, I want to thank the legislature. I, having served there, I know it is true public service. Uh, nobody's getting rich serving in the Mississippi legislature. They are sacrificing, they're giving up other opportunities, and we can thank each one of them, and I want to thank them myself for what they do. Sometimes it feels like you're beating your head against the wall, but when you see them, thank them. Absolutely. I've often heard it referred to as, you know, a lot of times we see things as black and white, but the legislature is often give, given the task of gray and deciding yeah. one way or the other, That's which right. is often not an easy task. It is the art of compromise. Now, there are some things that, I never would compromise. There are some things that never can be compromised, but most things are not those things. Most things can be met in the middle somewhere. For sure. And uh, Will's going to uh, end this thing off with a few uh, fun questions before we get there. Yeah. We did kind of want to talk about litter and the importance of kind of keeping Mississippi yeah. beautiful. I know that's something that both of our agencies work on. Can you talk on that? Absolutely. You know, there's nothing that frustrates me more than to see all the trash blowing around the highways, people just carelessly throwing it out or intentionally throwing it out. And so Keep Mississippi Beautiful is an agency that we partnered with and your agency's partnered with. We, we work together over the years. We've helped plant a lot of magnolia trees along That's the, right. to beautify Mississippi's highways. And we're thankful for that. We're continuing that program through the new uh, Magnolia Gardens program and uh, also the cleanup that we have. 
Uh, we were really excited to partner with y'all recently on the cleanup around the fairgrounds, the entranceway into the capital city. We want to make that a beautiful view into the, to the, not only the state fairgrounds, but our capital city. And uh, people, I think now, uh, there's more awareness of people and not just letting trash blow around everywhere that it goes. And I, uh, you know, if you make a mess, clean it up. That's what mama would tell me. <laughs> Speaking of mama, that commercial yeah. still rings. Uh, I've still heard people mention it to me. You know, I'm not your mama. That old that's commercial. That's right. That's a up. good commercial. We're that's a classic. Have, that's right. Yeah. We're going to have to get another iteration with the commissioner yeah. out there. I'm not your dad. I Clean think up your mess. That's exactly right. <laughs> Uh, well, and I know we got the Dixie National coming oh, up, boy. getting started. Uh, tell us a little bit about what's going on there. Well, speaking of commerce, uh, this is the largest rodeo, livestock show and rodeo east of the Mississippi River, and it happens right here, downtown Jackson, Mississippi Coliseum. And there will be folks flowing in here. Last year we had 32 states represented bringing oh, their wow. livestock to the fairgrounds. That's when the 100-year ice storm hit. Y'all remember that? We oh, do. We do. <laughs> we do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, uh, but we kept on, we persevered, and we were tenacious, and we finished it. This year we're praying for better weather, but we're going to have just that many people, uh, thousands of head of livestock, cowboys and cowgirls, literally from the world coming for the rodeo, and that'll kick off February 11th through the 19th. That's just next Friday, February 11th. And, uh, you know, when that happens, uh, people are always, they got to eat somewhere. There's a good place to eat. Um, agriculture is about food, it's about fiber, and it's about shelter. So food on the food side, there are good places to eat around here. we got a farmer's market restaurant at, right on High Street. If you had an experience, that's good home cooking. And we Wonderful folks food. there. I hope you like it, yeah. Fantastic. We, one rule, we have fried chicken every day, every day. And supporting Mississippi's number one industry, fried chicken, which is one of my personal favorites. Uh, I'm personally supporting it as much as possible. Thank you for that. <laughs> a fellow sure. told me I should come up with a t-shirt that says fried chicken every day. I said that's probably a great idea. Maybe we'll have them for sale at the Dixie National. I think but it would sell. We want you to come and support. When you come to the rodeo, you're supporting Mississippi's largest industry. You're supporting agriculture. This is the highlight for so many of our livestock producers. They're showing the best livestock they produce. Uh, livestock families from every county in Mississippi are here already here right now showing their animals and uh, we support them and of course the rodeo and when we do that we're supporting our economy it's economic development for mississippi i did have one question that came in uh, from from one of our listeners that made sure to ask uh, or asked that i make sure to ask you all right what's the secret on the biscuits why are they so oh, good yeah. <laughs> augusta lewis is the secret on the biscuits she, she is our employee at the department of agriculture and commerce and miss augusta has the recipe, it's not written down, it's not uh, typed in a computer, it's in her head. And she can take just the pinch of, just the right pinch of uh, shortening, I almost said lard, but it's shortening, <laughs> and uh, buttermilk, just the right amount, just the right cupful, and flour, and mix it in like uh, Memo used to do, hand squish it. That's right. right. That's the secret, you gotta get all the ingredients hand squished. We have those biscuits at the Mississippi State Fair, and. Once in a while, I can convince Augusta to bake us a special batch at the Department of Agriculture, and I'll tell you what, I'll surprise y'all at MDOT with a pan of biscuits one of these days. Hey, that'd right? be most welcome. <laughs> we won't say no. We will not say and no. And everybody wants that Blackburn syrup. That's that, the, yes. the T.J. Blackburn's the original biscuit syrup, our good sponsors. Of course, they pay for all of the biscuit booth at the State Fair. Uh, that's uh, T.J. Blackburn's Prairie Farms Buttermilk and Kroger flour. They, we have tons of flour that come in. 
and it all gets hand squished, and that's what makes it so good. I can't imagine y'all end up with much ingredients left over. No, no, no. We give over 100,000 biscuits oh, away. Wow. I think we gave 120,000 away this past state fair. It was the top 15 fair in North America this year. Oh, wow. Because people came out. Another example of commerce, uh, people came out and supported uh, agriculture. That's what it's all about. It's all centered around those livestock shows. And our farmers never quit. Uh, our folks at the Department of Agriculture never quit. We never shut down. We kept going no matter what. That's what you've got to do. We can thank a farmer if we eat anything today because they don't quit. And uh, I, that's a good lesson for all of us, whether we're in state agencies or government or in the legislature. Just keep on going and just keep on persevering like we did through that ice storm last year. That's we right. came out on the other side. And we learned some lessons. Two good things came of that ice storm. One is we had we learned we could postpone Monday and Tuesday and have two weekends of the rodeo. That's right. Change it up a little bit now. And so we decided we're going to do that forever. So it's February 11th through the 19th. You're going to get two Fridays and two Saturdays. And the other one is I signed an order. When, when we lost water, Jackson lost water during that ice storm. We couldn't even flush the commodes with 10,000 people in the Coliseum. That's a crisis. And the cows had no water to drink. And we were trucking water in a, in a big old trailer with a tractor through the ice. And I signed an order, and we put down our own well. We got our own water well, water and generator, no matter what. So we are excited about those two examples of lemonade coming from lemons. When life throws you lemons, make lemonade. That's right. Hills and valleys. That's right. right. Hills and valleys. Keep on keeping on persevering. And, uh, you know, we have challenges in Mississippi commerce. Let's face it. We have workforce challenges. Sure. We have road and bridge challenges. We have, uh, I'm sure, uh, financial challenges around the corner, although there's lots of money in the economy now. But we, ha we have to make up our mind. We're going to keep on going no matter what. That's right. And I love the name of your podcast, uh, The Extra Mile. <laughs> keep on going. All right? Exactly when you right. When you're going as far as you think you can go, hey, take another step. Keep on going. And by doing so, we'll reach our destination. So I want to commend you all for what you do at MDOT. And uh, I want to, again, thank the legislature. They're such great friends. And uh, I've gotten to see most all of them this session. I had not all of them yet, but uh, the House and Senate, the uh, chairman of the committees, the appropriations chairman, Reed, Chairman Hobson, great folks, folks who are serving Mississippi and, uh, you know, I think transportation and infrastructure is one thing. We all are on the same page, pulling the same direction in Mississippi, and I'm proud of that, proud to see that happening in our state. We certainly appreciate all the support that you provided for us. Absolutely. Glad sir. to do it. One more thing I'd like to get done, one big thing. What you got? Before Hurricane Katrina, we had flash freezers on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. We were shipping chicken all over the world out of the port of Gulfport. When Katrina came, it blew them all away. I'd love to see chicken go out of our Mississippi ports one more time. We're shipping wood out to power the Mitsubishi plant through Enviva's Port of Pascagoula operations. I want to send some fried chicken over Absolutely. around the world. What do y'all think about that? I'm all for it. Love it. I think we can get it Put done. Put a T-shirt on the shipment as well. They get, you know, <laughs> every day. Thank so, y'all. That's what they need to remember. Yeah. Well, Commissioner, going to take this back local. Um, while you don't necessarily have a, a district anymore, you're statewide, um, you spend a lot of time on the roads, traveling, stopping in and speaking at different places and venues. 
Is there a local food spot that you maybe want to give a shout out sometime, any, any place that hmm. anytime you're going through, you absolutely got to stop here? Well, there's one right right on my way home. <laughs> Berries. I got to stop at Berries. Oh, yeah. uh, seafood right there. And another one's Jerry's, the Igloo, the catfish house there. But I, there are those equivalents all over this state. And uh, I love to go to the, the, the back porch in Hattiesburg. Is it the back porch? I think it is. Good home cooking. I love to go to uh, McElroy's on, on the Gulf Coast. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, all over Mississippi, great places, North Mississippi and the Delta, and every region has its own specialty. So sure. that's the beautiful thing about Mississippi. We are, we are, most people don't know this. Mississippi is the most diverse state in the nation. We have more people who are different. Uh, this is scientifically proven. More, more uh, folks of different racial makeup, a different background. And so we're all here together, but we each have our own specialty. And, and I think that's what makes Mississippi such a, a beautiful place. We're strong because of our diversity. And we've had our challenges, but we've learned from those and we're growing through those. And Mississippi has not seen its best days. There are better days to come and the best is yet to come. Most definitely. Most definitely. No doubt about that. Uh, Commissioner Gibson, thank you so much for joining us. That was a, that was a great, insightful interview. Uh, we really, really appreciate it. Thank you for that. I'm glad to be here. I just appreciate y'all having a dumb old country boy on the <laughs> MDOT radio. Yeah. And uh, I'm looking forward to uh, working with y'all through the rest of this legislative process in the days ahead. Thank y'all for having me. Yes, sir. And uh, we'll just go ahead and wrap things up. And uh, we really want to thank our uh, listeners out there for uh, listening to the Extra Mile podcast. You can download and subscribe wherever podcasts can be found. Uh, you can also watch it on YouTube now. Just search uh, Mississippi DOT on YouTube. And uh, remember to follow us on social media, at Mississippi DOT on Facebook and Twitter. Those are the handles. Uh, thanks again, Commissioner Gibson. And remember, everyone, to drive smart out there on Mississippi highways. Mississippi highways.